Well, good morning to you, Alan. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? Doing welcome. fine. And welcome, everyone, to Two Voice Devs. Yep, it's Two Voice Devs time. So what have you been up to this week? Let's see. Um, just recently over the weekend, I started a uh, blog series on how to create an Alexa game from idea to code and beyond. Oh, this is going to sound fun. I am, I look for, you know, I, I don't think we should today, but I think some other time let's, uh, let's dive into some stuff about what we're doing, what we're actually coding. So that sounds like it'll be fun to chat about. Yeah, so um, over, I guess, the first part of this year, I released uh, a game called Number Spies, and I decided I was going to do a whole blog series about how I came up with the idea, the different components of it, and uh, I'll talk about different aspects, what like the language model looks like and what some of the code looks like, uh, and drill down into some specifics on some of the different functionality and what I did to promote it, and you know, how is it doing, is it, is it succeeding, so it's just going to be a whole... A uh, series kind of uh, debriefing on number spies. So, oh, that sounds cool. I look yeah. forward to to reading it and chatting with you about it. Yeah. So, what what things have you been working on lately? Um, not too much. Lots of lots of little scattered things. One of the things that I real have been realizing more and more over the past couple of weeks is uh, as I worked on um, as I worked on my game Crosstalk, I realized that the way I was generating text for replies was overly complicated and that there were things that I think would make some of it easier to manage, okay. especially when, when working with multimodal environments. So I want to reply slightly differently when there's a display versus when it's a speaker versus certain other kinds of speakers that don't have some features. Um, and I want to be able to handle that better so I started looking into how to make multivocal smarter and, and leverage the features that I'm already built into multivocal to kind of take them up a notch and, and handle those scenarios better. And then while I'm at it, integrate some other tools like Speech Markdown, which I keep hey, promising I'm going to do cool. any year now. Um, well, that was exactly going to be my next question. I'm like, uh, so you're refactoring. That's cool. We, you know, developers like to refactor our code, keep things nice and neat. And I was going to ask you if that was going to be a change uh, inside your code or inside a multivocal. So now I got my answer. It, it is no, it is definitely going to be in multivocal. And um, you know, as, as I've said all along, I want to take best practices and put them into multivocal so everyone can use. Yep. And that's why I want to put in speech markdown and and some of these other ideas that I have and see where they go that sounds good no that, that sounds exciting oh refactoring code is always exciting <laughs> a little intimidating sometimes but always exciting uh, definitely easier if you have unit tests um yeah otherwise it's a little bit uh, more exciting <laughs> <laughs> so alan i've got a question for you yeah yeah <laughs> what time is it in new york <laughs> Um, well, it is, it is an hour earlier than when we usually record this, and uh, I assume it is the same time there, right? Yes, yeah, so it is, it is 8, 11 a.m. in uh, Phoenix time. I don't know if people know this, but uh, there is a time zone specifically for Phoenix, Arizona. We are always on Mountain Standard Time. So uh, I grew up in Utah, which is the state just north of Arizona, and uh, still have family there. 
and uh, they flip-flop uh, to daylight savings time just like most of the rest of the country. So sometimes um, Arizona is on Utah time and sometimes Arizona is on California time. So we just barely... <laughs> it, it's funny done. you think of it that way as opposed to you're always in Arizona time. <laughs> Yeah, but well, because I have to, I have to change things around. Like I, you know, I'm, I've got a whole slew of work meetings today that are going to be at different times than they were before, mm -hmm. uh, because everybody else changes and we don't change. And it's it's complicated. It it always seems to be complicated for me because I tend to deal a lot with people in Europe, and they had their time zone change last weekend. So oh, yeah. you know, it's this sense of juggling. Okay. Am I dealing with something, you know, and then trying to schedule things with you? It's the sense of, okay, who am I dealing with and what is their real time zone? And, and not just what is their time zone, what is their perception of what time is going on? And to some degree, our tools help us a lot with that, even though, you know, it's fun watching over the history of things like calendaring systems um, <laughs> online, how they've messed it up over the years. Right. Um, but also how they're also getting better and better. So nowadays when I, I schedule our meeting, I schedule it in Mount, I'm sorry, I schedule it in Phoenix, Arizona time. And on my calendar, it moves around and on yours, it doesn't. Doesn't, yeah. And that's good because that's how the meeting is scheduled. Um, so trying to always trying to schedule things relative to a time zone and, and seeing how our computer systems deal with time zones and time in general is is tricky. A lot of people really think, oh, I'll just convert everything to UTC and everything will be fine. And it doesn't work that way. <laughs> There's it's a lot more complicated than with that. And I think as we do more and more with voice it becomes even more complicated. So well, yeah, I, I remember starting out, you know, doing Alexa Dev in 2016 and fairly quickly realizing that there was no way to get a time zone. So <laughs> I, I could get a time, right? I knew what the system time was for, you know, where my Lambda code was running. Right. But, but I, I didn't know what you know, I had a locale for a user, so I knew that they were U.S. English, but I didn't know it, you know, anything more <laughs> specific than that. And it, you know, I was, I just, you know, remember thinking, if I wanted my skill to, to, you know, welcome somebody and say, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, I couldn't do that. There was no, no way I knew yeah. what that, uh, what that, where that user was. And, and, and what, and what's annoying is that that's the sort of thing that in terms of conversation design, we're encouraged to do. Yes. Make things Personalize personal. Them. Yeah. And exactly. contextual. And But you're right. We have few tools that help us do that. Yeah. So finally, it, it took a number of, uh, uh, at least a year. I can't remember exactly. But it took a while of, you know. People like me speaking up and saying, uh, seriously, guys, uh, it's not going, I'm not going to evade anybody's privacy by knowing what time zone they're in. You know, you don't have to give me exactly what city okay. or address or zip right. code or anything. Just tell me a time zone, please. So that, um, so the solution that, that Amazon came up with on that is that you can make an API call. Um, so you get your typical request in, you get the, lo the locale 
in as part of that request, but you know, that doesn't have anything to do with it. You make a completely separate API call to an endpoint mm -hmm. that Amazon gives you and ask specifically for what the what the uh, time zone is and then you get back the time zone in the you know format you know america slash you know whatever the the, the, standard. the standard yeah yeah time zone oh, that's interesting so it so it gives you in terms of the standard name not in terms of a current offset or anything like that uh no hmm. so then then you would have to use a library like moment js or moment time zone more likely or uh, another one on that same uh, website called Luxon, or there's other ones um, that you can use to then pass in that time zone, and then you can format the, you know, the date that you do have stored in UTC time uh, to the current time zone, and then let people know what that time zone is. So that um, it's a, you know, a separate step mm -hmm. um, no. for those cases that you need it. I guess that you would you would um, request specifically for the for the time zone. Now, now the API call that you're making, you're, I assume what you're passing in is either a, a, the session identifier or, or some other key. So yeah, there's yeah, there's a, a token that you get that you have to that that you call and so, okay. yeah. So then you get back the the the, um, the string for the time zone, and then you can go ahead and use it. So that's that was so much better because <laughs> well you know because the simple use case, and then the more complicated when you want to do anything with showing like a schedule or, or something, right. or, you know, is your, is your business open? You know, all that stuff um, is relative to a specific time zone and it can change to date with daylight savings as well. So you'll want to make sure that that's, that's handled and that's what that uh, time zone name gives you. Mm -hmm. Now that's a different experience than uh, with Bixby. I, I don't know if, uh, you know, Bixby, you know, since it came out later, kind of learned from it, but baked right in, um, you can get, the time zone it's just passed, passed as part of the request so every request comes in you just get the time zone you can do with it what, what you and need. that really just makes sense i mean there's, yeah. there's not a lot of pii in a time zone there really isn't yeah um, no i don't yeah i don't think there's anything that would be you know i mean dangerous, you, know, so. you know there's there are there are edge cases where you know if i'm driving and i make a query on at one minute and it gives me one time zone and then the next minute it gives me a different time zone that I have an idea where I am, but that's still not PII. I, 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 and this, this frustrates me because Google gives you almost no way to get it at all. Yeah. So why don't you explain that? Because what, what I ended up doing is I wrapped up all three of those into a Jovo plugin. So I could just, make the same call regardless of which platform I'm running on. Mm -hmm. But I had to do a workaround for Google because I had asked you, hey, yeah. how, what's the, you know, what's the, what, what's the way to, to deal with this? this? And my answer was there isn't one. And yeah, and then, you know, like 10 minutes into your response about what to do. Not it wasn't that long, but I, I realized, okay, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So, so how do you, you fix it? And then I'll do it after you fix it. But in the meantime, I'll have a workaround, but yeah, go ahead. So, so the, way, so the way Google handles it is they don't. And their suggestion, well, they don't actually have any suggestions for how to do it. But the workarounds that we've come up with kind of boil down into three, three possible approaches. Um, the first is, as you suggested, you can use the locale. And for some locales, that's fine. So you know, if the person is asking for, you know, if the person's working in German, there's a good chance they're in Germany and Germany has a single time zone. 
um, if they're in India, chances are they're, you know, again, they've got a single time zone, but it falls apart in places like the US and Australia, where we don't. And in fact, it's a lousy way to do it, simply because just because I'm speaking German doesn't actually mean I'm in Germany. Um, yep. So that's, that's there, but it's a bad solution. Uh, the slightly better solution is that you can ask for the user's location, and based on their location, you can use, you know, some, there are various libraries and tools where you, in fact, Google provides one where you can pass it the location and it will pass back what the time zone is. The problem is to request the location is a permissions issue. Mm -hmm. So you need to ask for the user's permission every single time, which when you want a time zone is way overkill. Yeah, overkill was the word that came to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, the third, and this is one that I use a lot in Voodoo Drive, and uh, I know a lot of people also use this when they're trying to do stuff that is meant to access the user's calendar as well. Since we need to access something that the user has and is working with, then that sometimes that document will contain time zone information. So for example, uh, Google Sheets lets you set the time zone for a spreadsheet. Interesting. And, and a Google Calendar has a time zone associated with your primary calendar. So if you have permission to that, you can get what the time zone is of the sheet or of the calendar, and everything will work in relation to that time zone. But in order to get access to the sheet or calendar, you need to have them log in. Now, fortunately, they just have to log in once, but you still have to have them log in, so that becomes account linking, so that's a lot of friction. And that really ends up being a lot of friction just so you could say good morning. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not a not a great solution. Um, you know, if you're if you're already, I guess, dealing with calendar or with the sheet as part of your main function for your voice app, okay, then then great, right. you get that that you get that for free. But uh, otherwise, uh, right? Yeah, Other, no, none of those yeah. are none of those are really good solutions. No, they're I'm, terrible. I'm solutions. Sorry to tell you, <laughs> you don't have to tell me. I've been telling them for a long time now. No, they're terrible solutions. And honestly, it's it doesn't make any sense why we don't get this little bit of context that can go a long way to helping users. And yes. I think when, when we start talking about how users uh, can input times, when they, they report on times and dates, this gets even more important and even more complicated about why it's so important. Um, so, so let me ask you, so, I guess that, that leads into the next related bit of information. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, before we get there, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your Jovo library? Okay, sure. So the Jovo uh, plugin, if you go to uh, the Jovo website, there's a marketplace there. And amongst the marketplace, you'll go and you'll be able to find um, this Jovo time zone plugin. Or you can go to you know GitHub. There's a community out there I created called Jovo-Community. And it's one of the projects there. So you could come join the project. But what I decided to do is because there's various different ways of accessing um, 
time zone based on which platform you're on. And I'm trying to you know, create a cross-platform solution so that uh, I can do something consistently regardless of which platform it's on. Now, same code, then the plugin um, has a call, a separate function call after you in, in, enable the plugin to get the time zone. And what that does, it uh, determines if it's uh, you know, Bixby, it's just gonna return back the, the time zone that it's as part of the request, nothing really uh, surprising there. If it's Alexa, it's gonna go ahead and make that API call, and then it's gonna cache it in session. There's session state that gets round tripped with the, the data so that uh, you know, later on in the conversation, if you need the time zone again and you call that same function, it's not going to make the API call, instead it's going to use the cached uh, time zone. Um, so there's a little bit of, little bit of efficiency there um, for, for that side of things. If for some reason the API call fails, um, you know, there's an error at that endpoint, um, which could happen probably rarely, then there is a default locale that it will fall back to. Um, then on the Google side of things, I've just said, okay, you've got the locale and uh, you can use that default locale. Uh, and that's, that's, what, that's what you get. But then I decided to go ahead and add in country code based um, you know, locale. Mm -hmm. So what happens is there was, you know, depending on what locale it was, it would, it would sniff the country portion out of that. And then you could have defaults per each country um, in your code and say, this is the time zone to use if the country code is this. So that's, that's the solution I ended up doing for, for Google. It's not great. Um, but then in, in this particular skill that uses that, um, because it could be, you know, released in UK or, or Australia or someplace, then it also tells you the time zone. So it says, you know, it, you know this is things going to happen at this date and time and this time zone. So at least it reports back, you know, if you're someplace else and you happen to get the wrong time zone, at least maybe it's close and it tells you which time zone it's using. Yeah. So, so when you're using the time zone, how do you use the time zone that your library has picked up? It just, it stores it in one of the, the Jovo variables or? Well, so it just, it returns it back from an API call, but then it also caches it in, in session. Um, okay. Like so, well, it, the, so yeah. So it's, so it's just an API call. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a, it's a plugin um, function call, which uh, would either immediately return back the value or make an API call and return back the value. Oh, okay. So, and then, and then you would use it in a library like moment.js or Luxon or one of the other mm -hmm. ones to actually get the, convert your UTC time into the time zone and then you get to format it for display or for for being spoken. Okay. Now that's good when when sending something out, you know, when we're replying to the user with a time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do we how do we handle user input? How do how do you handle user input on the uh, Alexa side when they're saying three o'clock or tomorrow at noon or something? So there like is a th th yeah there's a there's a um a couple of different built-in slot types that allow you to get the date or the time. Um, and so that, that's what uh, you end up using uh, to get that portion of it. Um, and then you use the time zone from this API call and together you use those as inputs. So for mm -hmm. example, um, <clears throat> one of the APIs that you can, you can set are reminders. So you can say, you know, like if you were talking to Alexa directly, you could say, Alexa, set a reminder um, at this time and it will ask you like, what's the reminder for? Um, and so you can do that in two different ways. You can either specify a relative time, like say set a timer in 10 minutes or in two hours or 
three days or one half uh -huh. an hour or whatever. So it's a relative time, um, at which point you can just use a time span and specify it and it doesn't, you don't need time zone at all because it's just relative to whatever right now is. Uh, the other time is like, if you wanted to say this is an absolute time, so then you would use the, the um, date and time um, you know, slot stuff to get the input value. You would use the time zone from this uh, plugin um, and then you would put those together and format the request for an absolute um, time span. So like if I want to say, I want to set a reminder for next Tuesday at 8 a.m., then that's a very specific time that you want this reminder to happen as opposed to a relative time. So, so I, have, I have a pile of questions related to this one. So let's, let's start with the processing the input part of it. So what are the, so for the slot types that let you say something like tomorrow at 8 a.m., mm -hmm. what input do you get? What, what, how does that slot value appear to, to your skill? So when, when you're asking for like a, Oh, I'm trying to think about this. Um, the, depending on what you what you say, then you would get back a uh, like a, a string that represents what the date is, or it could be like a time span. Um, so it's a, so it, yeah. So it's an ISO yeah date or or time span. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it converts the yesterday into a date. It converts the last week or last mm -hmm. Tuesday into a date. And this is going to sound weird, but it's almost a leading question. How does that handle time zones? It doesn't. It just uses. Ah, okay. But yeah, I. Well, I, did, I <laughs> no, and and the reason I asked that is because I I was playing extensively with how both Action Builder and Dialogflow handle this, and they handle it in different ways, of course, um, in what what they give back. But both of them handle things like tomorrow at three o'clock or tomorrow at eight o'clock mm -hmm. relative to UTC, which doesn't work well if you're mm -hmm. not in UTC. So like if, if it's evening here and it's the middle of the night, it is already the next day in UTC. And then I say tomorrow at eight o'clock, it then advances it one day later in UTC and finds the correct time, which is a day later than it would be here on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, because um, interesting, because like uh, UTC time is like 5 p.m. Arizona time uh, is when when that the date transition yeah. happens to the next date. Um, so. You know what? I I don't I don't think I've ever hit that nuance. So so maybe I don't know the answer to that. I I, I I I was playing around with it a lot, and one of the things that I found was weird is that it was reporting things in terms of UTC, at least on the action builder side. Mm -hmm. The dialogue flow side was even stranger. Oh no. <laughs> no, but in some ways it it was stranger in a. Okay, yeah, in a not necessarily bad way. Um, one of the things you can do in a dialogue flow agent when you build it is set a, a time zone for it. So you can say this agent runs on East Coast time or, you know, in America, New York. Yeah, interesting. So when you 
tell it to do something, you know, when, when you give it a date time or a relative time like tomorrow at, at 8 a.m., it treats that relative to New York time, if I set it in terms of the New York time zone. The problem is you can't set that time zone on a per session basis. You can only set it on a per agent basis. Interesting. So this works well if you are, you know, if you have a a store or a series of stores that are running, you know, in New York or on the East Coast, and you want to know hours and you want to say what time are you open tomorrow, it will know when the right tomorrow is. But it doesn't work well if you've got a fleet of stores around the world and somebody in Japan is asking when you're open tomorrow because yeah. it's answering based on New York time. Yeah, that's, that is an odd duck. It, it's, it is at least better than everything being in UTC and, and worse, having no way to know. One of the problems with this is that you've got no way to know whether the user said something like tomorrow at 8 p.m. or just said 8 p.m., which may or may not refer to the same day or may not. Yeah, no, that's at, interesting. Yeah, at any rate, uh, the other interesting bit is that Dialogflow does report things in terms of an ISO date time, and it's always a date time, while Action Builder is a little more nuanced. So it may report, uh, it, it gives you back a, a structure that has year, month, day, hours, minutes, seconds, nanoseconds. And it only gives you fields that may be relevant. Uh -huh. So if I ask for 5 p.m., it will just give me hours, minutes, seconds, nanoseconds. And let me figure out what the right day for that is. So it's like uh, it's like those cooking shows where you, you create something you don't have time to 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 do the whole thing and so uh, you, you call it a deconstructed taco yeah. or something. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to assemble it yourself. Yes, and you know it's not necessarily difficult, um, but just another step. It's just another step, and and it's, well, the other advantage is some cases it's it makes sense because it's telling you. We're just giving you the time because that's all the user told us about. We're not going to try to figure out what the date is. We're just giving you the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's an ISO format for that as well. I know that. But um, the other interesting bit that I discovered while fiddling around is that with Dialogflow, if you say something like tomorrow, it will give you tomorrow's date at noon. I'm not sure why it decided to pick noon, pick noon. instead of midnight. But okay. <laughs> so there are there are interesting quirks about how all of the Google ones work. And unfortunately, some of those quirks make it almost impossible to use. Like there's there's no way to say, there's no way to reliably understand what tomorrow at 8 p.m. means. So you know, the best you can do is make a guess and then confirm with the user that that's really what they meant. Yeah, so this is interesting because I've, um, 
been playing around with some you know, parsing of, of strings myself using other libraries, uh, like uh, Microsoft has a series of recognizers for parsing out uh, well-known types, one of those being dates. And so you can do things like yesterday or last week or, or things, and you can get, um, like if you say yesterday, you get back a specific date, but if you say last week, you get back a date range. Oh, that's nice which gives you back, uh, you know, a start and end. instead of just a value, it gives you a start and an end. But then if you say like from a specific date, uh, like from yesterday, then it actually gives you back a range, but it only gives you the start time. The opening range, yeah. Yeah, the opening range because it's uh, un, undetermined, I guess, on the closing side of things. But See, that's interesting. I would also have guessed that if you said yesterday, that it would have given you a range of midnight to midnight yesterday yeah no so it gives yeah if i wanted to use turn around and use that uh, date um, like yesterday in some sort of a query then i would have to then format the hmm. the start and end myself because i would get back just a single value which would be just the date portion interesting of time. Yeah. very interesting so it is it, it is and but this is this is what I mean when we when I said you know people think oh I can just store it as UTC and it's complicated. Yeah, Dates there is more to it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's such a vital part of um, making skills better, either more personable um, or just functional, depending on if you need to do anything with uh, with date input or output. Right, and actually that that goes to the other part, the other set of questions that I had, and that's so you were talking about. Um, setting a reminder. Yes. How so? So that's actually accessing Alexa's built-in reminder yeah. functionality. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. That is not something we can do on the Google side. The closest we have there is we can send a notification, but that's using the notification system. Yeah, which is not, separate. Not the reminder and timer system. Yeah, and so uh, so for example, in uh, in Number Spies, you can set a reminder you can only go on a mission every so often like every uh, 90 minutes or something like that so you could choose to set a reminder um so that the system will remind you to come back in 90 minutes or whatever or some future time to to come back and play number spies so that's so that's you, it's interesting that you can plug into that functionality if, uh, the current game I'm working on also takes advantage of that functionality of setting a reminder to come back. And you keep teasing this game. I'm looking. I know. I I one. do, but the, as we were talking about it, I'm like, well, right now it's built with uh, Jovo and Dialogflow, and so I'm trying to decide if I need to rewrite that part in Action Builder before I release it, or if I should just release it with <laughs> Dialogflow. So I don't know. I keep. Uh, I did some more work on that this weekend too, but. Uh, so I don't know, it'll be sooner or later that we can start uh, beta testing it back and <laughs> forth and you can give me some feedback on it. But no, the, the ability to, to launch timers like that and to launch reminders mm -hmm. right from inside the action, I, you know, it's great the sort of things that you can do with that. I mean, you can easily imagine a, a cooking skill or action that says, you know, cook this for 10 minutes and then you don't need to explicitly say, set an alarm for 10 minutes to remind me to take it out of the oven. Yeah. You can just say, go ahead and start that timer. And it knows that means that's how long it needs to be. And, and that's the reminder that it needs to give you at the end of that time. 
Yeah. So you can do, actually do both, right? Timers and reminders are, are different things on Alexa where, you, you know, a timer is a, a, a certain amount of time starting now. Yeah. Um, I guess you can name timers too, but it's not quite the same. I don't know. There is kind of a blurry line, I guess, if you think about it between timers and reminders. Um, well, do, do you also have alarms? Um, I don't know that you can set alarms through a skill. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't, I don't remember now. I haven't come across that. I'll have to go look now. Now you got me curious. See, I knew about setting timers. <laughs> I didn't know about reminders. And I, you know, but yeah, I mean, on, on the Google side, we've got timers and alarms and reminders, and they all have similar functionality, yeah. but not quite the same. Yeah, and we've talked about permissions too, because in order to set a timer or set a reminder, you have to have permissions. And those are actually a few cases where uh, Alexa gives you the ability to ask a voice prompt with do you give permission so oh that's good yeah um so that's so that's that's nice in that point and you and it's actually just a one time as far as i understand probably one time per skill i haven't really explored that but um because there's that settings page you can go back to and toggle it off if you don't want to to keep the permission that you gave a voice permission to uh, well fun so it's a it's a new week with uh, a new time zone for some people for everybody else it still affects me even though we don't change it still affects me but that's always the thing about time zones is that it it always affects us and you know in some ways it's good that we you know there, i've seen a lot of people say we should just get rid of time zones and and leave everything in utc and i, I don't think those people realize how people like sleep and wake and yeah having you know having this notion of time zones helps understand what people may be doing at, at that time yeah that's interesting because you could use what time zone you're in based on you could customize a, a skill based on you know what time the person's accessing not just a good morning good afternoon good evening but um, kind of like oh this is the morning routine part of my skill or this is the evening routine part right or, you know, yeah. for, for medical ones where you need to remind people to take a pill twice daily, mm -hmm. you have, you know, when are the good times to do that? Um, if you are, you know, helping people with their diet, you know, to record food, again, knowing roughly where they are in their schedule yeah. helps you provide additional context in guiding them through the rest of the day or what they should be doing tomorrow or, you know. Yeah having this notion, even if it's a rough notion of where a person is in their day, in their, their daily routine, really helps a lot in personalizing it. Yeah, it should just be one of those things that are um, easily accessible for developers so that conversation designers can just incorporate that as part of uh, the base um, functionality that, that's part of your uh, voice app. Yep. So uh, well, I certainly agree. agree. <laughs> well, so uh, spring forward, fall back now, I guess. Um, we, to all we those people, with, we are done with that for a few more months. Right? <laughs> I know they changed. It used to be like always uh, April and October, and then they've started it sooner and ended it later. So pretty soon it will just be December. That's um, standard time, and the rest of it will be. I don't know. Uh, there are. Uh, there are reasons why, I mean, I've, I've heard people advocate that we should stick to standard time or stick to, to daylight saving time. And I think there are good reasons why 
at least in northern parts of the countries, that that's a bad idea. Um, I understand, you know, I understand why Arizona decided to keep it all one time zone. That actually does make sense for, for places more in the south. The further you get north, the more you really do want to have these differentiated times, uh, time periods. Um, it really does help with, I mean, the fact that this morning, you know, the sun was up and in the sky earlier, earlier in the day, <laughs> um, really does help with, with how people's mental moods were, you know, how, mm -hmm. how we function during the day. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I guess I can see it. I'm just so used to, to not having it and not happy to not having to change it but nope. then it's still <laughs> i still have to adjust all my mental thinking about when things are happening or but that's all right yep no i get you anyway <laughs> so i would I, I think we would love to hear from people what how they handle time and how they deal with time and what what things they wish they could do if they had a better sense of what the time and the time zone is in their skills and actions yeah, we'd, we'd definitely like to hear if you've got some uh, better approaches or solutions or a different library that you're using. Um, sure, love to hear about it. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to talk with you about it. And we'd love to share it on the show. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. We are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. <laughs>